you have to be really on your game in terms of execution. Hey, it's Walter here, and you're at the Think Profit Podcast, where we're going to help you develop a rock-solid trading confidence and avoid the potentially endless cycle of system switching. Right, Hugh? That's right. We're going to help you develop a wealth mindset, develop a trading strategy that fits your core personality, and help you overcome the obstacles that stop over 90% of traders. All right, Hugh. Sounds good. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. Hey, Hugh. So I have a question here from a trader, and he was having issues with taking losing trades. So his issue was that he really didn't like losing and he had been through some, you know, life experiences recently that were difficult for him to withstand like financial losses in related to the trading world but not really his, you know, it wasn't related to his trading, right? So it was really, like related to his investments. So he's having tr- troubles losing. He came up with this strategy that was really good. It was interesting though. It's funny. Funny side note is that he learned the strategy from a guru, but he and all of the students that were learning it from this guru all figured out that the strategy had a losing expectancy. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they got together and they kind of flipped it around. Mm. So they took elements of it, but they flipped it around and they made it into a winning strategy. <laughs> <laughs> so they used elements, but they actually just changed it so that they didn't uh, take as many trades not a complete 180 but almost like a 180 on the strategy right mm-hmm. anyway so they were trading it and it was working quite well but he had an issue because it had a low win rate i think it was a 38 percent win rate if i remember right but it had a really good reward to risk ratio uh risk to reward ratio it was like four to one or something i can't remember exactly but it was around that you know so <laughs> so he's like he was having issues. He's like, I, you know, I know it makes money, but it doesn't trade that often. You know, the trades come and go very, very so I'm going to switch to a lower time frame, and it's like a one-to-one, right? And, you know, it has like an 80% win rate, but it's actually less. It wasn't actually one-to-one. It was a little bit one-to-1.3. So he's risking, you know, 1,300 to make a 1,000 basically, right? But it had a really high win rate. And so he was asking me, you know, what do you think I should do? Well, I think what's happening is a lot of you know, you've had these issues around your life around um, finances. And so you, you really dislike that feeling of losing money because you've gone through a lot lately in terms of losing money and stuff, and, which is not really his fault at all. It's just bad decisions, like bad and bad um, partners and stuff. So I said, I would probably do both. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I would probably trade that higher time frame one that doesn't trade that often, but has a really good. Because that might save your butt if you're trading the lower re- reward risk ratio strategy one that, that's a scalping one. And he, he likes the idea, and everyone does, right, of sitting down, training for two or three hours in the morning, and then being done for your day, being flat, not having any open positions. And that's kind of the draw of that. The issue I said with that is that you have to be really on your game in terms of execution to make that work. You have to have a really good broker or brokers that you're dealing with for those tight you know, uh, really quick in and out profits, right? Like on the one minute chart or whatever, you know, your broker choice is really important. You have to be super on your game in terms of your psychology and, you know, setting that time. Like I'm only going to trade two hours or two and a half hours or three hours, whatever it is. And just walking away, no matter what, maybe even giving yourself a certain number of bullets. Like you say, I've got three bullets today. I can take three trades. The first one's a winner. I can take a second. If the second one's a loser, I can still take a third. All right. But if I have first one's a loser, and the second one's a loser. I can't take the third, you know, things like that. You have to have these rules in place so that you don't overtrade and stuff like that. So anyway, 
that was my idea. I don't think he necessarily liked that idea of trading both of them because he really wanted to move just to the one. But it's just for me, this idea of getting away from losing can often lead to even more difficult trading situation because when you're trading those lower time frames, you're open to broker issues. Let's just call it that. You're open to more larger losses, really. Like if the market really moves unexpectedly while you're in a one minute trade, you can lose your you can lose your account and then some. So there's no guaranteed stops that I'm aware of anymore in Forex. There used to be, but there are no now that, I know, that I'm aware of. So there's a lot of reasons why you would want to split up your money, I think, and at least do to, like, personally, that's what I would do. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's either, you just got to figure out what's the best thing for you. And is it, is it a case of you're trying to find the grass is always greener on the other side? Or is it really because you don't like to lose that much? And I think, like like you said, I think the situation played a lot into it. So um, maybe he should take that into consideration, maybe take a little break or something and then see if that's really the case. But I think that, um, yeah, you'd, either, you'd have to figure out what's really, you know, the best for you instead of having, asking somebody else. Kind of just do, like you said, do all three or do both and then see what happens. And then you have the three scenarios you could go, right? You could go both, you could go one way, you could go the other way. And yeah. I think it's just a matter of, trying to figure that out and see what works the best for you. Yeah. And sometimes I think when we, as traders, we like normal people, we react to the last thing that happened. Yeah. You know, how, you know how you react to the last trade or whatever, the last month, last week. And it's easy to do that. It's easy to react and say, I'm going to go against my, uh, my last, you know, I hated trading the four hour charts. I hated checking the charts every four hours. I hated going to sleep, knowing that I had risk on, you know, all those sorts of things. So I'm going to move to the one minute charts and trade that. And then I'll be done. You know, there's that sort of thing too, where you kind of react to what happened in the past. Yeah. Uh, But then once you get into that one minute chart, you're like, oh, this sucks because I have to watch it all the time. And then yeah, these losses compound quickly. And, you know, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I know a couple that does the one minute stuff on the Euro every morning and they, they take, I mentioned before, I think they take breaks so they take the summers off in Europe. They're in, in Europe and they just sail around and stuff in the summers. They don't trade at all. Like, you know, June, July. And then also they, what's kind of cool is they have their own offices in their house. So they both go, they trade similar system, really. It's almost the same thing mm-hmm. in different rooms. And then after the London open, they come and meet and they kind of talk about like, did you get this trade? Did you get that one? You know what I mean? Cause they're trading the same, they're just trading the Euro mm-hmm. uh, on the one minute. And so it's interesting cause it's almost like they have like a, an accountability partner, you know, in, in built in, in like the husband wife team, you know, it's kind of cool that way that they every day can have someone that say, well, hang on. We said that we were only going to take five trades. Why did you take six? You know, that sort of thing. So, so the reason I mentioned this is I think for the guy that I'm talking about, that element is really important. If you're trading lower timeframes, if anyone's trading lower timeframes, you kind of need that accountability to someone, even if it's a non-trader, you need someone to look over what you're doing to make sure that they understand the parameters, the rules, what you should be doing, and that you're actually doing that because it can be tough for you to be, you know, your own coach. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I, I think a lot of those guys who used to be bank traders can attest to that, right? They, they had the supervisor Absolutely. and now they don't yeah. have the supervisor at home. And then that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, Walter. Thanks. All information in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not trading or investment advice.